What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to a girl and uh, her mother-in-law. Happy fucking Monday. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Hope you had a swelly weekend. What are we grateful for today? I'm grateful for family time. <laughs> God, go, go ahead, laugh at me, Lester Ross. Go ahead. I'm just giggling. Just, just laugh. Just she's giggle. like, oh my God, she's always so like, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, no, we well, we had a wonderful time yesterday, and I'm grateful for it. It was Easter. It was we Easter. did an egg hunt, like five year olds, and I thought it was actually hysterical. It, it was pretty fun. <laughs> I am pretty upset though because it was like, who didn't have an egg? And I tossed Aaliyah didn't have an egg. I gave her one, and then Zane didn't have an egg, and I gave him one, and then I wound up with the least amount of eggs. And the one I gave selfish. Zane had money in it. You said, Jesus. I think so. Jesus. <laughs> and then he <laughs> <a parent>. Jesus. <laughs> Um, but uh, it was it was it was so much fun. Yeah, your love grandparents that. hysterical. Love them. <laughs> They're hysterical. They're great. My grandpa doesn't stop talking. He's just one of those people that even if you're like, all right, grandpa, we got to be quiet. So like, my grandma was like, I can't think because everyone's talking. I'm like, everyone be quiet. We we're playing. Oh, yeah, a game. he just kept going. He just fucking chats. He doesn't He's, hear. It's like he in one ear out the other. He doesn't hear what you're saying. He just He's listens to himself. Hysterical though. It's okay. It's, He's old. Yeah, it is what it's, it is. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> just like. And then he'll like ask the same question five times. I'm like, Grandpa, I just told you. What? What does that say? I'm like, Grandpa, I'm saying it. Just be quiet and let me say it. That's fucking funny. It's oh, funny. You yeah. know what I would love to play with them? What? Cards of Humanity? Is that what oh, it's called? <laughs> that would be hysterical. That would be hysterical because they're funny fucking people. <laughs> and I think we wouldn't blush or be embarrassed because... My grandma has no filter. Yeah. And either does he. I mean, the two of them last night were just funny. And I think it would be fucking hysterical. Sometimes I you're think like, your grandma, mom, rude, grandma. Huh? <laughs> sometimes you're like, rude, grandma. <laughs> like, stop talking. <laughs> I think I think your mom would probably be embarrassed of everybody. I think it would, your mom would like blush and be shy about it. But I think we should do that next get oh, together. Oh, God. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, fucking funny and Alyssa rose what are you grateful for reading guys I'm wait reading. is it the ability to read because now you got great eyes i've always been able to see up close so yes but the act of reading i love it i spend way less time on social media now and every time i go to do some form of entertainment even while i eat i want to read like there's sauce on my books <laughs> I mean, you said you, you went through my a books. car. You said you went through a car wash and we're reading. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, to be fair, this book that I'm reading right now, I can't put it down. It's called "It Ends with Us" by Colleen Hoover, and there's a second book called "It Starts with Us" because she didn't wasn't even planning to make a second book, but everyone was like, "We need more," so she made another one. So the first book is start called "It Ends with Us," and then it starts with us. But anyways, I'm just so into this storyline i can't wait to see what happens so every chance i get i'm reading a few pages of it this book is just like addicting to me and i bought a little book stand from amazon so it holds it up for me so i can read while i'm doing other activities does it turn to pages <laughs> no that would be <gasps> do you think they have something that does it automatically um, no Probably they can't not. they can't have something that actually turns i mean you can hire so me expensive. i'll turn your pages okay. <laughs> by the hour <laughs> uh it looks like a cookbook stand but it has like a harder thing to like actually like hold the pages down okay yeah um but it was nice in bed last night i got to 
I just put it next to me so I could just lay down and I don't have to uncomfortably hold the book when you're laying and down. Get a kick and, in your neck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My next purchase is a book light. I'm going to get one on Amazon <laughs> so that I can have a little light on it. Um, but yeah, I just, I love having it as a form of entertainment and it's so much better for my brain and I just enjoy it a lot and I'm way, setting way less time scrolling. So good, right? Oh, so good. And I even the other day, like I was like, oh, let me check. It's been a been a while since I just and I just went on and it was just like instantly like ugh. I get like something made me anxious or you know like right right right. I didn't like what I saw and just like made me whatever like compare think about whatever social media does to your brain right, you right, know. Right. And I was just like, no thanks. I'll yeah. go on there and post an exit. And I have my few little people that I like to check up on. But other than that, I'm like, I ain't doom scrolling anymore. That's what people Good for call you. it, right? Good for you, yeah. Yeah. You just no, gotta find the book awesome. you like. Yeah. You know? I agree, because yeah. I told you the one I'm trying to yeah. read. Guys, I have a question. If any of you guys, did any of you guys read the book, Rebecca? And let me know what you thought of it. Because I'm trying. And I feel like she's very, very detailed. Like, like I think the whole chapter, the whole first chapter is just... Ugh. Yeah, and it's just like that's the kind of stuff. And I think she's French, so I think it's translated. Yeah, so I'm just I, I'm kind of turned off by it, but apparently it's a great book. So I'm like, do I give it another go? Do uh-huh. I not? So if you read it, let me know. Should I just keep going, or is it not worth it? Thanks, Kay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I I feel like I wouldn't. I'm trying to compare it to like other forms of entertainment because there'll be times with like. Like the show, (laughs) like a show when I say, oh, Alyssa, just give it a couple of episodes. Uh, And you're like, no, if uh, I don't get it by the first episode, if I'm not interested, uh I'm not wasting my time. uh So, I mean, I get the concept. Yeah, but like it could be a great book, but it just could be not the book for you. Like one of my really good friends is like a theater major and like I love Broadway shows and there'll be shows where she's like, Alyssa, that show was terrible. And I'm like, I loved it. Oh, really? Or or she'll be like, yeah, I love that show. And I'll be like, Fran, it was really not good at all. I get it. So it's like. everyone has different taste styles you know so and like everyone raved i i finished ugly love by colleen hoover i thought it was a good book but it ends with us is already a hundred times better in my opinion so it's like what suits your fancy yeah Yeah, like ugly love was a great book it was i just like colleen hoover's way of writing i think like it's a really easy read it's not super detailed i felt like ugly love was a little bit repetitive, like, of the spicy scenes, which, like, I get it. Like, it's fun to read about. But also, I kind of was like, all right, I want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. So I almost, like, wish it was, like, cut down a little bit. But needless to say, I cried at the end. So, like, the ending made it, like, good. All come together. Yeah. Okay. But this one that I'm reading right now is just, might be my fave. Might, might like it better than Verity. Okay. We'll see once I finish the second book. But yeah, I think you have to find books that are like a page turner for you. And that one sounds like the way you're describing it. I'm like, ugh, that sounds not good. Yeah. You know. I need to go back to probably James Patterson because I think James Patterson's a really easy read too. Go do that. And yeah, um, yeah, like I read like one or two of his books, but I like got and read them like I I don't know if they were my mom's or whatever have uh-huh. you, but it's like I read them, but then not realizing that there was like a series, like because they're not like you read out of order. Yeah, but oh, not re- no. no, yeah, but I wasn't realizing that it was part of a series, so uh, I can go back and start from one and just go through. Yeah. You know, I have a 
a shit ton of them at home too. Well, so, you have them already. Yeah, you probably so, won't even remember it. You can like reread it. Yeah, so I think that's what I might try to do too. I want to look them up on Goodreads. What is it? What's the author? James Patterson. P a t t e r s o n. Yeah, he's an easy it's read Patterson. too. Patterson. Along came a spider. Sat down beside her. <laughs> um, yeah. See, like these have like four point twelve. 3.9. Does he still write? Like, maybe he has newer books? Or you think he's, like, older, Dunzo? Oh, no. I think he still has books come out. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too sure. Yeah, like, but... some of these have bad reviews, but you love them. So it's like... Yeah. To each their own. Also, like, I'm not, like, very educated. So you know, it's I like, like an easy I read. need, like, an easy read Same. book. Not, like... I don't need to like break out a dictionary and Absolutely look up a word not. or read a sentence five times over to yes. try to decipher what it means, yes. you know? And that's what I feel like. Not that I needed to do that with Rebecca, but I feel like why are all those extra words in there? I don't yeah. need to know that it was entangled and it was insidious. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just say it looked like shit. Uh-huh. Like basically that's the whole, the whole first chapter is just basically saying that the, the lodge that she remembered as a kid looked like shit. Uh-huh. So just say that. Just say Like that. I feel like Colleen yeah. Hoover would just be like, Oh yeah, look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's old. It's, you know, it's dilapidated. Yeah. yeah. It looked like shit. Yeah. Not like insidious, yes. intertwined twig. I agree. Yeah. So it's like, just like, yeah. If I can't use context clues to figure out the word. Yeah. I don't then want it's it. like, I don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I feel like there were a few words in Colleen Hoover's writing, which obviously they're writers, so they're more intellectual than we are. <laughs> so like, it makes sense. Like, more, well, no more words. Too. Yeah. I got that down, guys. <laughs> but like, I feel like with her words... I got it from the surrounding sentences. Like right. I under, like I didn't feel the need to look it up. Okay. You so know? yes. So yes. Me and you yeah. are on the same page as far as an easy read yeah. author. Like yeah. an easy writer. Somebody yeah. who writes. Dummy it down for us. Mm-hmm. Like give it to us in layman's terms. That's yeah. what we need. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be all f- philosophical. 100%. You know? I want to so. just like chill and read it. Not have to like worry about it if I don't know what's going on. Another author that I read too is good, Ellen Hildebrand. She's also an easy read. But I have one more of her books that I want to get into because the three-part series one that I read, I wasn't like huge, huge fan of. It was definitely like dragged but, out. But she's an easy read. But she's an easy read. Okay. Just, yeah, it reminds me of Colleen Hoover. Like you got the characters, they curse, they're simple. Right. It makes sense. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I'll look for her too. I guess there's like two types of readers. Ones that are like super into it and like intellectual versus like casual, I guess. Right. I don't know. Makes There's sense. ones that people that want to like make long drawn out love and ones that just want a quickie. Exactly. It's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, All right. So, so I am happy that you're grateful for reading. Like, I love that for you. Yeah. Especially since it's cutting down on your toxic yeah. scrolling. Yes. Because it's full of toxicity. Right. Isn't it? Like, yeah. Even if it's not something that's like supposed to be toxic, even if you're just like comparing yourself to someone that's not, not even doing intentional. Like, not even intentional. They're just posting something yeah. that they want to post, but it's like, then you're like, oh, fuck, should I have done that? Or should I have worn that? Or maybe, you know, then you just think too, too much, too much thinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we need an easy read. Uh, easy read yeah. because our brain don't think very yeah. well. <laughs> we can only think so far. <laughs> no, it is good. It is good. Step away from social media. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I already ordered more books yesterday too. I'm I get lucky because when you guys use my Poshmark code, I get like a ten dollar credit. So I'm like, I have all these credits, and then also I'm recycling books. Like I'm 
reading a used book. I'm not buying a brand new one. Right. So I'm like buying all my books on Poshmark. And then I read them from her. It's and then like, she'll put them back up on her bookshelf. Yeah. And it's like beautiful. I want to have, yeah, I want to have the collection. A lot of people recommend a Kindle to me, but I'm like, I like to feel the book. I like to see how much I have left, like feel like the pages. And I like that it gets me off an electronic, which mm-hmm. I know Kindle is not like, you can't go on Instagram on there. But it, but it's also just like, I don't know. I like Tangible. the book. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it. And I like the idea that I'm so into reading now. I want to have my little collection. Maybe Put them up cute. there. Pass them on to my kids one day. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of my mom's books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I should actually try to read one of them. You should. Yeah. Zane actually, I keep telling him too. I'm like, because Zane likes um, like books where they interview like really intellectual people and like, not not self-helpy, but like, you know, motivational, like let's get better kind of books. Uh-huh. And I told him, I'm like, you should try a fiction book, though. Like, find one that you're, like, interested in. Because he loves TV and movies. Like, he gets so into TV mm-hmm. shows. Like, they're real people. So I'm like, if you find a book that has, like, a plot that you would like in a TV show, you would enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. So now he's finally looking into audiobooks he's going to do. I remember but. when he was a kid. And he was into the series of books. They he were, like, young tells me about them. And <laughs> when I tell you, Liz, he would literally, like... From school, Mom, can you go to the library and get the next Aww. one? This one's almost done. And I'm like, holy That's shit. Awesome. Like, he was like two days, three days. He was done with the book. I mean, I'm talking big wow. three, 400 page books. Wow. He was like done with right because he was so into them. Yeah. And that's what you need. You need to mm-hmm. find something that, you know, whether it be a genre, uh, genre or yeah. the writer or, you know, however. Yeah. But you need to find something that's, like you said, it grabs your attention. It's It, it becomes a page turner for you, you know. And then, yeah, because... I, I agree. Social media is, first of all, making us antisocial, <laughs> right? But I think all the negativity on it. And like you said, mm-hmm. not even intentional. Somebody right. could just be posting something, but it's like a, the way our brains have sort of been groomed to work, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we compare or we... Uh, yeah. F- yeah. So it's like, I, I agree. This is definitely a much better thing to do. Yeah. You know? I went through when I like unsubscribed from people on YouTube that I don't actually watch, you know? Like, yeah. and I cleaned out. I'm like, even on Instagram, like... I talked about this in my vlog too, so I'll keep this short and sweet. But even on Instagram, it's like I felt bad unfollowing. And like no one that knows me, like an influencer, like they don't follow me back, you know. But someone I followed years ago and now I've just outgrown them and mm-hmm. I don't watch their content anymore. I almost felt bad, you know. But I'm like, I'm just not there anymore. And that's fine. Right. Like I just outgrew it. And it's like to be what just a number on their thing yeah. but you're not interacting anyway exactly. so what's the sense you're exactly. not watching their content you're not interacting with right. them so it's just like a number just weed you're that a number shit out. yeah 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 i get it mm-hmm. that's good for you good for you yeah obviously i still have to go on it because it's my job but i like i said i just go on i i look at the few people i'm interested in mm-hmm. and then that's it because i love an instagram story i love seeing what the fuck people are up to but now I just keep it to a minimum. I look at the few people I like and make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And then I'm exit That's out. it. Yeah. And the, the reading is good too. I like to, now the weather's getting nice, I can sit outside and I can do it while I eat. And it's just like, I literally, like Jerry said, I brought it with me in the car the other day because I had to go through the car wash and sit and get a Walmart pickup. And I was like, if I have a few minutes sitting there in the car, instead of scrolling on my phone, I want to read. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So I brought it with me. 
That's awesome. And I love it. So that's my rant And you drink reading. wine. I mean, holy shit. <gasps> Wait, a glass of wine with While the you're book reading your book? Is I mean, my unmatched. God. <laughs> Guys, it is unmatched. This is just leveling up, man. <laughs> I made like a wannabe sangria the other night. Because sometimes certain wines, like obviously you have to find the one that you like, but we have so many bottles. We got so many on our engagement party. Like we just have so many accumulated. So I'm like, I ain't wasting it. And like sangria is like fruit juice, right? With wine. Mm-hmm. So I put like some iced tea in it. Zane was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I don't care if it's illegal. It tastes good. I'm mixing iced tea with my with my wine and it was delicious. And it makes you feel good. Did you put chunks of fruit in there too or no? No, I didn't get that fancy. Oh, okay. I don't buy fruit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we do have grapes in the, in the fridge. That would probably be good. That probably would be good. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Half them, throw them in there. Yeah, tonight no. I'm having my friend Nicole over and we're getting sushi and I'll, I'll make us little, I'll put little grapes in our wine. I love it. While we watch Love is Blind. <laughs> so excited oh we'll have to talk after that yes <laughs> she just texted me and she's like tell me why i'm already thinking about what i'm ordering for dinner tonight <laughs> she's probably at work like just thinking looking at the menu she's like salivating over it i'm like nicole like, it's sushi it's the same shit at every place <laughs> no i'm the same way anyways okay let's read some emails yes please let's get into it we have a few that say urgent Okay. So we're going to get to you guys first. Go advice. ahead. Yeah, we're doing some advice. Yes. Oh, sorry. A uh, bottom up, a bottom up. So I keep you around. <laughs> okay, so. Whichever you want. Bottom up, down, down, down top, around in, in a circle. Okay. <laughs> Urgent advice. Words of encouragement needed. Hi, ladies. I have been in a sticky situation in my relationship for a long time, and I need advice. I'm sorry if it gets too long, but I want to provide you with as much detail as possible. My boyfriend and I have been together for two and a half years, and we have lived together going on two years. He has a daughter from a previous marriage who is almost four, and we just had a son who is now two months old. For the first year of our relationship, he was going through a custody battle in which I wrote in about a few times. Things were rocky that first year, and I chalked it up to the high emotions during that time. However, over the past year and a half, our relationship has continued to hit some really low lows and not a lot of highs. My relationship with his daughter was really strong up until about a year ago when her mom had a problem with our relationship and our boy and my boyfriend backed her up. Ever since then, there have been tension whenever she is with us and she is not made to listen to me. And I find that my boyfriend tries to be her friend more than her parent, which frustrates me. I'm not allowed to pick up or drop. I am not allowed to do the pickups and the drop-offs, and I've never met her mother. I've told my boyfriend that it makes me feel uncomfortable, that I am forbidden from picking her up or dropping her off, because after two and a half years, that's weird to me. It's also important to note that the that they occasionally meet at my house, meet at my house for pickup and drop-offs. And the first few times this occurred, my boyfriend never told me. Mm. After he let it slip up the first time, I told him I was not okay with it due to some inappropriate conversations they had shortly after we started dating. Yikes. He has continued to do this despite me being uncomfortable with it. Aside from things with his daughter and her mother, there have been a lot of other things that have happened in the last year. We decided about a year ago that we would start to that we would, I'm sorry, uh, we decided about a year ago that we would start trying to have a baby as I have PCOS and was unsure if I would ever be able to get pregnant. We thankfully got pregnant pretty quickly and our son, with our son and had a healthy pregnancy for the most part. 
During my pregnancy, my boyfriend started a new job and began texting and Snapchatting a girl from work pretty frequently. They were not talking about work, and I don't know the conversations they've had on Snapchat since they disappear in 24 hours. I told him I was uncomfortable with this, and he agreed to delete Snapchat and not talk to her outside of work. However, this did not last, and instead he would download Snapchat without me knowing and then lie about it. He also continued to have conversations with her and did not have, that did not have to do with work over text. He got very mean throughout my pregnancy, and we fought often. We tried couples therapy and went for about three months, and there were no changes. During my pregnancy, my boyfriend also went through my phone and read text messages between me and my mom, which was me venting about my boyfriend, because, and because of this, he now can't stand to be around my mom and make digs and makes digs at me, at my whole family. Doesn't sound like a very nice guy. (laughs) Uh, Throughout our relationship, I have always been the one doing pretty much everything. I cook, clean, do the laundry, do the trash, grocery shopping, uh, all while going to school full-time to get my master's and working full-time. He is very unappreciative of the things that I do, and regardless of how many times I ask for help, he does not help around the house. Now that we have a baby, I have added those responsibilities to my plate as well, as he has not helped out. Ever since our son was born, we fight quite frequently, as I am very protective of my son, and my boyfriend um, does not like that. When I was newly postpartum, I cried quite often and was often impatient. Instead of trying to understand the hormone shift that I was going through, he told me that crying was annoying and on multiple occasions told me that he hated me and didn't want to be with me. Jesus. He wants everything to be about his daughter. And when she is here, I have to explain that can't be the case anymore that we have another child. He has said that he resents our son as I have changed since having him. And I don't give any attention to my boyfriend. During our last fight, he stated that I had stopped caring about our relationship and they agreed that this was the case. And he stated that me um, and caring was the only reason we had a relationship for the past two years. Uh, I need advice because I'm ready to end our relationship, but I feel guilty for doing so. I just feel like there are too many things that have happened and have been said that I can't forget and move on from at this point. I see the favoritism that he shows his daughter when he doesn't give us the time of day and it breaks my heart. The thing is, is that I I bought a house back in September and my boyfriend, of course, moved in with me. His truck that he owns also broke down a few months ago and I let him take over my payment on my car and he has been driving that. And I have told him that I don't think our relationship is healthy and that I don't think we should stay together. And at first he was... Uh, said he was going to look into apartments and he's yet to do so. This is over a month ago. Since then, he's been acting like we are back together and every time I try to bring up not being together, he dismisses the conversation. I have been working with my therapist with a plan to get him out of my house, but I feel guilty because he has uh, he has to go back to his mom's. Um, I also don't know if I let him keep the car and continue to make the payments or if I set a boundary there and take it back over the payment. There's also been a lot um, more little things that have added up over the past two and a half years, and I'm extremely sad that our relationship has come to this point. However, I can recognize that it's for the best if all invo- for all of us involved if we're not together. Any advice that you ladies can give, I would appreciate. Pictures of my son attached. Oof. 
Big oof. Your son is really cute. Adorable. Absolutely adorable. He's a teeny tiny little one. Go ahead, Lester Rose. Well, it sounds like she already told him she wants to end the relationship and he's just not taking the steps to do so yet. He said he would go get another apartment. So the hard part is done. You already told him you want to split up. Can I tell you what I think? Yeah. I think because he was saying like, oh, it's just because of you, like the relationship, like he doesn't want to be with her or whatever, right? And I think when she was like, okay, yeah, I agree. We don't need to be together. Now he's like, oh, shit, fuck. Where am I going to live? What car am I going to drive? Uh-huh. So that's the only reason that he's not looking right now because uh-huh. he's you put him against the wall and good yep. for you. Yeah. You know, you backed him into the corner. Let him try to figure it out. Yeah. Don't feel guilty about he has to go live with his mom. So what? And take your fucking car back. Mm-hmm. Don't be yeah, nice to him. He's I would not take nice your payments you. for your car back. Yeah. He is not nice to you. He's not nice to your son. He's just, in my opinion, he's a garbage kind of sounding guy. And why would you worry about where he's going? He's proved, I mean, and I don't want to say two and a half years is nothing, but thank God it's not 10 years later. You know what I'm saying? Like two and a half years is an easier thing to um, kind of walk away from. God bless you, child. <laughs> two and a half years uh, is, has been especially, like at least you're smart enough and she yeah. knows, you know what he's doing to you is not right and that you deserve better. Yeah. So I think um, I wouldn't give two shits. I don't think you're losing anything. Put it that way. Yeah. He doesn't help you with anything around the house. He resents your child. He doesn't talk to you. He's mean to your family. What are you losing? Yeah. And what are you losing? That- a little bit of financial uh, income into your family? Like, yeah, no. You know what I mean? And he's still talking to the girl from work, texting oh, yeah, her. We, yeah, also, no. what? I yeah. forgot about that. Also, he's Snapchatting. Snapchatting, sorry. If you're still Snapchatting with other women... How old are you? Like, if you're not just lo- using Snapchat, I mean, I don't use Snapchat, but if you're not just using it for like your friends, like people Snapchat their friends, if you're using it to be... Um, dirty dog. Dirty dog. What's the word I'm looking for? Unfaithful mm. to your partner because it disappears. You're a child. You're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you're disgusting. Child. Um, I, 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 I think... I, you know, obviously you've made up your mind and I, and I'm sure Alyssa both agree that being away from him is the best thing for you and your son. Yeah. And you know that. I just, um, I don't think you should concern yourself about where he's going to go or what he's going to drive because that's not your problem. That's That's a a him him problem. problem. So that's a Monday problem. (laughs) And I really, really, really wish the best for you and, and your son, you know, like you guys will be so much better off. Yes. Without him. 100%. 100%. You know? Dignity is everything. The value of it, you know? You'll find a better father figure for your son just because he gave his sperm don't mean shit. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry if you guys can hear my chest gurgling, by the way. The last, like, two, three days, it's been nonstop. And I think last night at Easter, I had a, a beverage with, like, diet ginger ale in it. I'd never drink that stuff like that. That did it to you, huh? Yeah, and the alcohol, I think. I don't know. And all the fucking food <laughs> and all the fucking desserts <laughs> and me eating cookie dough while I was making them. <laughs> so like all of that combined, my chest is like, literally. Okay. The other night I was laying in bed and it just was constant. Wouldn't stop. Yeah. And I just, it's funny because I don't even say anything to Zane anymore because he's so used to it. And I'm just sitting in bed just reading and just like, <laughs> it's just like a little dinosaur. Yeah, I picture like, <laughs> I picture like a little dinosaur coming, coming out, out of your mouth. Coming out of your mouth. Right? Coming out of your no, mouth. No, it's like here. 
<laughs> it was living inside of her, guys. <laughs> no, like coming out of like a um, like being born from a from egg, a little like, egg. <laughs> That's what I sound like. Fuck. Oh man, it's funny. I went to the doctor for it when I was younger. They stopped drinking soda. I was like, I don't fucking drink soda. <laughs> but look, now it's happening. When I had soda yesterday. Anyways, okay. Uh, good morning or afternoon, ladies. Uh, advice urgent. Please help. I'm a big fan of the both of you. I love the way you guys think. All right, let's get into it. So I'm a freshman in college. I dated a guy in high school for three years. We fell off our senior year because I got accepted into his dream into his dream school, which I'm currently attending. He was jealous that I got accepted and he didn't. He never put the work in during school and expected his dream school to just accept him. (laughs) Pretty stupid, considering you would only put in the work three days before the semester was over and complain when the teachers wouldn't put them in fast enough. He was lucky that they would even grade it. Anyways, so he dragged my name through the mud and three months after the breakup, I decided to get to know this guy and he was great. But fast forward to now, 10 months later, he's still sitting on his grandmother's couch. No job, no school and not even helping around the house. Obviously, I'm not going to waste my time when he obviously doesn't want to thrive and do better in life. Back to the high school boyfriend. He was angry. Him and his friend group would message people to see if they knew anything about us. If we spoke before the breakup, if we spoke before the breakup, since he swore I cheated on him, since he swore I cheated on him. Oh, he was asking if anyone knows if they were talk if she was what? talking to the new guy while they were together. Right. Okay. Sure. He's and deflecting. So he's deflecting yeah, exactly. his own insecurities. <laughs> um, that wasn't the case. I never looked at another guy when we were together. But months prior, I had a feeling the breakup was coming, so I mentally prepared myself. That was the backstory. Many more, but we don't have time. A year later, he messaged me seeking advice on life and his relationship with his father. At first, I was like, why me out of all people? Same people that broke us up. Go talk to them. Leave me alone. But then I kept giving him attention and explaining to him that maybe school isn't for him. But since he wants the degree to find other hobbies to keep him occupied, he found it helpful. I then asked, why me? Why me out of all people? He explained how I know him more than anyone else and how he felt better reaching out to me and explaining his situation than explaining his situation to other people, which I understand, but you cause me so much pain and you know that. How can someone be so selfish and only think about themselves when they need the other person? Let's list some things he's done. Drag my name through the mud. Had everyone against me. When my great-grandfather passed, he spoke about his grandmother that he had met once in his life and how he misses her so much, and me and my great-grandfather were extremely close, touching me inappropriately while I was trying to help my brother with homework. I had to physically push him off. A few days later, he mentioned it and and attempted to break up with him. When he confronted me, I let it... When he comforted me, I let it go. Months later, he asked why... I tried to break up with him and I explained every single detail and he didn't remember a thing. Not even the conversation we had about it. So my question is, why does he think it's okay to email me after all of that? I feel like it's extremely selfish and I had to get it off my chest. Not sure if you'll ever read this, but I wish you the best. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye, girl. (laughs) You dodged a bullet with this one. (laughs) Um, why is he reaching out to you? Probably because he's he's chased away everybody else in his life. 
Um, I understand you guys were together for three years, so I'm sure you do know him very well and he feels comfortable confiding in you. But the fact that he touched you inappropriately, uh, inappropriately while, your brother was while there. you were helping your brother with his homework, Ugh. and then when you confront him about it, he doesn't remember anything. That's some s- s- terrible, terrible qualities. That's I want to know what he did. Like, Was it like a quick little ass grab? Probably not. It'd have to be more than that. I don't know, but that, I mean, that's just so wrong on so many levels, but it's so disturbing that he doesn't remember it, or is he conveniently He's not remembering it? You. It's, yeah, and and I don't think, I mean, everything. I mean, he's mad and he's jealous because you got into a school, but he didn't put in the work. Like, <laughs> he's just, yeah, he is just not worth the time. And to be completely honest with you, I would not even respond to him or, like, why feed into his narcissism you know like he's like you're not good for him he could do whatever he wants but then when he needs you you need to be there i'd hit the block button real quick yeah then you're not even gonna know if he messages you and yeah. you never think about it you yeah. know just be like yeah he doesn't message me yeah like Alyssa said do it do it do it do it right now okay do it. and don't worry about why he's doing it like don't don't care like that shouldn't be your that's a that's a him yeah. issue you know, you were good to him and that's why he's reaching out to you. But yep. he was never good to you. So don't give him the time of day, in my opinion, because it's just an opinion that I have. Jeez. Some people are just no Jesus. bueno. Why did I think that truck was Benji? <laughs> 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 okay, good luck. All right. Um, advice ASAP, please. Trigger warning. Cancer, terminal prognosis, and anticipatory grief. All right, guys, so trigger warning. If you want to skip a few minutes. I can't tell you what timestamp because we're not there yet, but. Um, Okay. Hello, my lovely ladies. How are you both doing? How do I even begin this? Mama Jerry, I've messaged you from time to time. It's me, 36-year-old with 90-year-old back. I know exactly who you are. And I think I've mentioned this maybe some vaguely on our talks. If not, here's a quick rundown. I met A and her family back and her family back when I was just born. And Can we put a name, just like a random name, just so it's more like easy for people? Alyssa? A? Oh, come on. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Annie. Annie. Okay, we're going to name this person Annie. Okay, we're naming her Annie. I met Annie and her family back when I was just born, and we lived in the same townhouse complex. My mom would watch her and her brothers while their mom was working, and then at the end, battling breast cancer until the end. She was 36. Annie and her brothers were taken in by their grandparents, who quickly became our grandparents. We would spend all of our time with them growing up. Getting into so much trouble with Annie, mostly because of Annie and her ideas, we lost the closeness as we grew up, but there was, but we're always there to support each other through the highs and lows. We are almost four years apart in age, so it happens. Uh, We have hit the lowest of lows. Annie was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer on New Year's Day 2020. Of course, it was fucking 2020. Yes, our 2020 started off with a big old fuck you. I think everyone's did. Uh, She was 36. She was initially given six months. We were, uh, we got really close once the pandemic hit via a fruit fruit grab. Sorry, a group chat between Annie, myself, and another one of our lifelong friends, Lisa. 
Our chat name is affectionately called Quarantine Cuties. We would chat every day and uplift each other while we were all solo quarantining. We would send GIFs uh, we thought were cute, TikToks I found hilarious, quotes to push each other through, or song recommendations. For some strange reason growing up, Annie and my go-to song was Kokomo by the Beach Boys. What's that? You don't know Kokomo? Give me a little sample. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, <you>. guys. <laughs> um, so I sent plenty of memes regarding that. She was doing great and beating the thing, even though it was already taking over her body. We knew we were on borrowed time. But I think we all silently prayed that we would get a miracle. That can happen, right? She fell in love last year and married the love of her life on October 1st, 2022. It was fast, and she was worried what we would think of the age difference. Honestly, I didn't care who she was marrying as long as they loved her unconditionally and knew exactly what they were signing up for. Um... Edward is living up to that task for sure. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? Jerry takes a long time trying to figure out a name. Ed- Edward is living up to that task for sure. They met at church. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> they met at church where she had a large group around her praying through her chemo. So he knew exactly what she was going through and what her outcome would be. Annie said, I don't see eye to eye. Oh, sorry. Annie and I don't see eye to eye with our religious views, but I am thankful for the support that she has with her church family. Well, we unfortunately found out yesterday a little clearer of an idea that of what her outcome would be. Annie admitted herself into the hospital last week because she couldn't keep anything down. She is skin and bones. They found out one of the masses has grown too large for surgery and that her body is rejecting the chemo. We know now, uh, we now know that she has three to six months to say, we have three to six months to say our goodbyes. I guess my question and call for advice is, how do I do this? I've unfortunately lost so many people in my 36 years of life. So it's not the actual loss. It's the saying goodbye. Not knowing when the last one will be the last one. Not saying the wrong thing. Not saying the wrong thing. Lisa and I were visiting her at the hospital yesterday and shared some of the funny memories from our childhood, but it always came back to tears. She's the strongest woman I know. Even if she's the one going through this, she tries to support us and give us words of encouragement to take forward in life. She just turned 40. It shouldn't be her time. I'm so sorry if this is all over the place, and I hope it makes sense. I just need to get this out and hopefully get some help or something. Please, Agamil fam, I ask that you send prayers, no matter what religion, or just positive vibes and energy. I would forever be grateful. Thank you so much, and thank you for all you do. My internet mama and bestie. Okay, love love you. you. Bye. I think all you can do is just make the most of the time that you have right now. Yeah. Take that vacation, like, do a bunch of shit with her. Uh You know what I mean? Like, do her favorite things, go to her favorite restaurants, like just fucking put everything else sort of on hold to spend as much time with her as possible. And think about yourself. Like, unfortunately after this tragedy happens, like think about 
how you would feel better in that moment if you knew you spent every moment with her. No regrets. Exactly. No regrets because yeah. everything else can wait. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is not. She's it is time sensitive. I was going to say, yeah, she yeah. is. She's on borrowed time right now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I would do the same. I would yeah. spend as much time as possible. And you know what? Share those memories. And even if it comes back to tears, you're still enjoying the good memories. And yeah. of course, because of the situation, you're going to come back. I would think it would always come back to tears, too. Um, but I would I would not not go through things because of the fear of worrying if this is the last goodbye, because fill the moments and those memories will keep you going forever and she'll take them with her as well. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for you. And I hope that her getting married, she enjoyed that bit of time. Yeah, that's like awesome in marital that she bliss. found that. Yeah, yeah. And he knowing what she was going through because he met her through the prayer chain. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I think it's a beautiful situation in that sense. And the fact that she knows what's happening and is encouraging and is being supportive of all you guys, take that, take it for what it is, you know, like as I'm sitting here tearing up and choking on <laughs> trying not to cry. Um, yeah. You know, let her lead the way. She's showing you to be strong. So try to be strong for her and just make more memories. Take this time to make more memories. Oh, good luck to you and her. Yeah. Okay. Relationship advice. Good morning, ladies. I want y'all's advice on my relationship slash situationship. 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 Situation. That's what it should be called, right? <laughs> I'm trying to keep this as short and to the point as I can. Here's the backstory. January 2022, I went to the police academy. I thought this one guy was really attractive. We would always flirt, and but it didn't go past that. I added him on Snapchat and Instagram while in the academy, but we didn't talk outside of the school. We graduated the academy in May 2022 and started our jobs as police officers with different agencies. September 2022, he reached out to me and we started talking. Within about a week, I went over to his place to drink with him, his roommates, and their friends. The first time going over, we hit it off pretty well and we ended up hooking up. Whenever him and I were off work, I would go over to his house to hang out with him and would end up staying the night. In November... We really hit it off. He kept calling me his girl and saying he didn't want to lose me. November 11th, 2022, uh, him and his fellow Marine vet friends went out for the Marine Corps birthday. He invited me to go out and hang out with them. He got really drunk. I got pretty tipsy and ended up telling and he ended up telling me he loves me. And I did say it back. At the end of November, he lost his job and became very depressed. I tried being there for him, but he became distant. He told me he couldn't do a relationship until he figured his life out. Him and I agreed to remain friends and try again at a relationship in the future. We didn't hang out for about five weeks and hardly communicated. On December 12th, I went through something very tragic and traumatizing at work, and he was the only person that I felt like I could go to. He was somewhat there for me to let me talk to him, but I felt like I was kind of bothering him. At that point, at one point, I stopped trying to talk to him because I felt like I was trying too hard and putting in too much effort. He seemed like he didn't want to talk to he didn't want to talk to me, so we went about 5 days without any contact. On Christmas Eve, he sent me two TikTok videos about quote spoiled girlfriends, and then on Christmas Day he messaged me, "Merry Christmas." And then we started talking again. About a week after Christmas, I went over to his house to hang out. We caught up on life and slowly started to get to know each other again getting close to each other again, and acting like a couple. I've been encouraging him to continue applying to different agencies and trying to keep him to stay positive. Now more recently, from the night of Tuesday, February 14th to the night of Saturday, February 18th, I was at his house. 
I went home twice for about an hour each time. He made comments about not wanting me to leave, so I spent every minute I could at his house until I had to go home and get ready for work the next day. On Wednesday, the day after Valentine's Day, we woke up and he said he had to drop something off at his mom's house. I was thinking I was going to stay at his place while he did that, but he said, do you want to get Dutch Bros after? I took that as I was going with him to his mom's house. Sure enough, I get to meet his mom and all his dogs. He introduced me to his mom as a friend I went to the academy with. He has not asked me to be his girlfriend yet. On Saturday, he told me he wants me to go to his house every weekend, being in law enforcement, my weekends are usually Wednesday to Saturday, and he said I should start packing a bag of clothes and stuff to take showers at his place so I don't have to go home. What are your thoughts? Should I ask him what we are? We act like we're already dating and we've only talked for about five months. Does it matter that much to have the girlfriend boyfriend title? I've met all his friends, now his mom, he's met my brother. Should I wait to ask what we are a little bit longer? Should I ask him already since we've known each other for over a year, have been acting like a couple for five months, and we're entering the meeting each other's parents territory? I pretty much live at his place on the weekends. We've both made comments to each other about how we're not talking to other people. Thank you, ladies, for reading this. I really enjoy listening to your podcast, and I love watching Liz's vlogs. Congratulations on the new house. Hello? Congratulations on the new house and the engagement. Love from California. Oh. <sighs> Gary's making a stank face. Do you ever just have a gut feeling? Oh, yeah. 100% always. <laughs> I have a gut feeling. I just don't think... you. He deserves you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that... I think that you deserve better. And it's only from obviously reading words on here, you know, or hearing Liz read them. I just feel like, you know... Oh, she's just a friend from the academy. I think those kind of things. I think the, you know, come with me to go hang out with all the guys. Uh, I, I just feel like, I don't know. He I said think he loves he just you. Wants, he, they were drunk. I, I think he wants a friends with benefits and probably, but not to want a, not to want a relationship. Not that you have to jump into a relationship, but I feel like he wants all the perks of a relationship without calling it a relationship. And I think that that's selling you short sort of thing. And I don't think that's fair to you, you know? I want to know why. Like, I would want to talk to him and be like, is there, like, something that's holding you back? Yeah, I mean, maybe he has a history with when he puts a label on things, it goes uh-huh. south. I uh-huh. mean, who knows? But yeah. I I don't think I would want to be in a relationship that's kind of kept in the closet or not... Um, announced to the world sort of thing you know i mean unless that's something you go with if you just want a friend with benefits then knock yourself out but it doesn't seem like that's what you want and i don't think that's what you deserve yeah and if you're both saying that you're exclusive and you're not dating other people then i see no harm in calling yourself boyfriend or girlfriend because that's basically what you are right I mean, literally, she's there from Wednesday to Saturday or whatever she said it was. I think you need to have a conversation with him and get clear. I would. Like, I think you should ask, like, what's going on here? Am I wasting my time? You introduced me as your friend, but you told me you loved me. You messaged me Merry Christmas. And then sometimes we don't talk for a few days. Like, I'm trying to help you. I'm staying at your home and trying to keep you positive. Like, I don't have to do that for you. So, like, at least call me your girlfriend. (laughs) 
No? Yeah. Mm. What do you say, Alyssa? It's like the bare minimum. You know? Like, come on. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't... I, eh. I would have a like, conversation eh, yeah. with him. Yeah. He kept calling you his girl, you said. He took you to his mother's. But he don't want to put a label. Maybe it's something like profoundly deep with him. Maybe, or maybe he's, he's got like, some I major just, issues. I or, just want to date for a little longer. That's why I'm introducing you as my friend. I just, you know, I'm not ready yet. So I, I, a conversation and that would have, have to, communication. Yeah. And that would have to be with you. Uh, be up to you whether you're okay with, you know, it more casual and yeah. stuff like that. 100%. Okay. Um, relationship advice. Hi, Alyssa and Jerry. Want to start off by saying that I've been a subscriber to Alyssa's YouTubes for a while now, and she has seriously motivated and changed my entire lifestyle. Oh, my God. Your videos you. and podcast episodes makes my day brighter. Thank you. I'm 25 years old. That's so beautiful, right? Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> I'm 25 years old from Ontario, Canada. I'm writing in to get some relationship advice. My boyfriend and I have been together for five years. Before we started dating, we were very close friends throughout high school. I always had a crush on him, but he put me in the friend zone. When I went off to university, he would visit me on a weekly basis. When when we were still, well, sorry, when we were started hooking up and communicating our fe real feelings for each other. We started dating in my second year of university. Throughout the first three years of dating, we had a long-distance relationship and saw each other once a week, which was so exciting and passionate. After graduating, I moved in, in with his parents for about three months. This was the first time we were able... Sorry, this is the first time we were together on a daily basis after dating for three years. After the three months of living with his parents, we got an apartment and a puppy. We now have been living together in our apartment for a year and a half, and it's been great for the most part, although our sex life has gone downhill. I have a pretty high sex drive, and he does not, and he does not since we started living together. I can't help but think he is not attracted to me anymore or that I'm back in the friend zone. This is something that is extremely important to me in a relationship, and every time I try to talk to him about it, nothing changes. This has taken a huge toll on my self-confidence, and I'm not really sure, sure where to go from here. I can't help but feel like we are just roommates. I believe that it's his work that's stressing him out because he has communicated that he wants to switch career paths, but he doesn't do anything about it. He's become lazy, not, flirta not flirtatious, and the spark feels like it's fading away. I want to get back to the place we were, and I want him to meet my needs. He is the love of my life. And I don't want to give up. Thank you for your time. Mm. Oh, this is so hard. Well, you haven't said what, if you guys have tried anything at all. So my first advice would be to have an open conversation. And my second advice would be to see a therapist, a, a relationship therapist, and see if he'll be maybe more honest or if you need like a mediator there. Um, why he is not flirtatious anymore, why he has no sex drive. Like maybe there's things that he needs to dive deeper into that he'll actually say around a therapist. Um, but I wouldn't give up on it yet. I would try the things that you haven't tried yet. Mm -hmm. And then if it's just the spark has faded, then it's just he's going to have to go find another apartment. 
It is what it is. It happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people fall out of love. Maybe he's scared of telling you that he did. And you deserve better than that, than a man who fell out of love with you. I, I mean, not to- that he's a bad person for it, but it happens. Yeah, I would love to know how everything else is. Is it yeah. just the sex? Because if it's just sex, you know, like she said, he's he's like miserable at work. He's trying to find a different career path. I mean, if he's like a depressed sort of person, like with what he's going through, that's going to affect his sex drive. Or is it like an attractive thing or falling out of love thing. So I think if he's like great on every other aspect and like your relationship other than sex is great and flourishing, then that definitely needs to be addressed as a, Hey, this is super important to me. I'm trying to be patient, but there needs to be some, you know, uh, I don't know because she said there's no flirtatiousness anymore and she just feels like he, he's not attracted to her or that she's back in the friend zone. So do you so if think... So she feels that way, like, mm. he's not, like, kissing her, hugging her, telling her she's beautiful. Like, she doesn't feel like there's any sort of... Do you think it was one of those, he did everything in the beginning to win her over and then he won her and he's just like, oh, I got her now so I don't have to put in the work? I don't or know. Or do you think... Maybe he just she fell out of love. She said the long distance was great. They were ex- It was exciting. It was Passionate. passionate. Which you would think would be even better living together. And then when they live together, it's like, ah. It's like the the, the flame died out. On his end. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know whether it was like he put in all the work to win you over sort of thing or mm. if his flame died out for you. But I would, like Alyssa said, you know, have that conversation, go to therapy, try to figure out what what it is. You know, I mean, maybe he'll just be like... I feel differently towards you, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, it's so sad. I hate when this happens, mm-hmm. you know? Especially when it's one-sided. Like, she's like, he's the love of my life. Like, she feels so strongly for him, you know? And it's like, it sucks mm-hmm. when... But he's not the love of your life if he falls out of love with you because the love of your life will love you endlessly. You know what I mean? Mm. That's very, very true, Alyssa Rose. So it's just not meant to be... Okay, advice on moving out with my boyfriend. What's popping, you guys? Let me start by saying I absolutely love the podcast, and I really hope you guys get my email because I would freak out if you read it on the podcast. Well, hello. Well, hello, girlfriend. (laughs) Thank you for emailing. I think your guys' relationship is amazing, and I aspire to have that relationship with my mother-in-law. I admire Alyssa and Zane's relationship so much, and that is one reason I decided to write in. Let me give you guys some backstory. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year now and counting. It may seem short, but when you know, you know. He is the best partner a girl could ask for and supports me in everything I do and is always by my side no matter what. I know he's my forever. We both have a great relationship with each other's family and they love the relationship we have. This is the first relationship I've shared with my family, and I was surprised that they were so welcoming because they can be very hard to please sometimes. Now on to my problem. My boyfriend and I always plan for the future, and our main goal is to move in together. We're very excited and have already started saving towards that, but I am terrified to tell my family. We are all Christians, including my boyfriend, so they would not approve unless we are married. To be honest, they're slowly ruining the image of marriage for me. I, of course, want to be married one day, but I believe that a couple's connection and loyalty to each other is more important than a ceremony or a piece of paper. My boyfriend and I pray with each other and go to church, but if there's no marriage, I know my family won't approve. 
When I listen to this podcast and watch Alyssa's vlogs, it makes me sad to see how supportive your mother and mother-in-law are for you and Zane with the new house and upcoming wedding. Huge congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I'm working very hard to be financially independent, but money isn't the problem for me. I do not want to branch I do not want to branch out on my own and potentially risk creating a border with me and my family. I honestly crave the support that you have from your parents. Seeing all that you guys have accomplished at your young age motivates me to work harder towards my goals. But I just need to know that I will not lose my family in the process. I also don't want their image of me to change. I'm sorry this is so long, but I really want to hear your advice any advice you guys may have. Thank you in advance. And I've attached a picture of us. Ooh, First of all, you guys look so, so happy. So happy. Like, you, I love this yeah, photo. Beautiful couple. Um, this hurts my heart. I'm so sorry. It really does. And this is what I keep, like, I always say, like. I want to know how old they are. I would say early 20s. That's what, it looks, that's what they look like. Yeah, yeah. mid twenties. So say. you're definitely over eighteen. Was my point. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want, but also at the end of the day, you care about your family. Yeah. Listen, there needs to be a conversation had with your family. Listen, I respect your views. Understand that I'm from a different generation, and I just think a little bit differently. You guys love him. He's the love of my life. And I want to share life with him. And I don't want to have to rush my marriage just because I want to do that. And I respect that you disagree, but I would appreciate that you can also respect that I disagree. And then follow it up with the, I really believe that a couple's connection and loyalty to each other are more important than a ceremony and a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And she's excited for marriage. Yeah. So it's like, mom and dad, it's not to say that I'm never going to get married. Of course I it's, want to. It's the next step. But it's not necessary right, right now. Right. And I don't want to have that border between us. I don't yeah. want to lose you. Yeah, say you that know, to them. Like, I love you guys so much. I don't want to create anything between us. Right. But I just want you to respect how I feel. Mm -hmm. And just understand where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. And you might be surprised. You might sit with them and they might be like, all right, you know, we understand. We hear you. It's all about how you approach things. Like if you approach them with like, I love you guys so much and I just want you to hear me out. And I would love to have your, your support. support. That would mean so much to me. Yeah. I would love to have you guys over and support our relationship. And I can't wait to have you guys I at the wedding one day. I already know how much you support our relationship. I know you're supportive of our relationship, you know. And one day we hope to get married. But yeah. we want to take this next step. And we would love for you to ha be on board with us and mm -hmm. show us the support. Mm -hmm. I... I you, I, I hope that you have this conversation and that it goes well for you. Like, I really do. I know, because I want to say, like, your happiness matters at the end of the day, even if they're like, no, we don't prove. Like, you got to go do what makes you feel happy. And, like, hopefully they would come around and I be like, all right, it's not that deep. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that deep. She just wanted to move out. And they're going to get married. And I still love my daughter. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, is that if you're an adult, you're over 18, and you chose to go get an apartment by yourself, they wouldn't know what you were doing or doing or not doing anyway. You know what I'm saying? So you're being forthcoming, saying, like, mm -hmm. we want to share our life together, and this yeah. is the way we want to do it. And 
Um, I really, I, I hope that they are on board and hear what you have to say. I want you to prepare yourself if they weren't on board and they didn't do it, what would you then do? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think then if you still wind up, I think if they're not on board and then you don't do it because you don't want to lose that bond with your family, you're then you're going to sacrifice your happiness. You sacrifice, yeah. And you're going to like put pressure on your relationship yeah, with no. him. And then you're also going to start growing resentment towards them. Yeah, no. So I think you need to prepare yourself and be like, she if said there's ruining the image of marriage for her. Explain that too. Explain that. Like, that's not good. No. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. I don't think that you should stay, regardless if they support you or not. I think that you should move out with your boyfriend. And yes, it'll be really fucking hard without, with your parents, you know, disagreeing with you, putting in their opinions on all of your shit that you're doing. But at the end of the day, they're your parents, and hopefully they love you enough to come around and you need to do what makes you happy in life. And I think that Jerry's right. I think staying in that house, you'll grow resentment towards all of the above. And it just won't be good for you. You won't be like, all right, I'll stay mom and dad so that we can keep our relationship. It's like, no, you're not going to be happy with them because they're making not you do something. Supporting that, you. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just you're it's not a win win. Like you just it's a loss of loss if you stay in that house, in my mm-hmm. opinion, because staying there will have resentment and moving out. It's going to cause yeah. a rift. Yeah. So it's potentially, because like, maybe they will hear what she has right. to say. If you approach it, like you said earlier, in that loving way, listen, I really love you guys. I yeah. respect you guys. I expect, I respect your opinion. I know yeah. that you appreciate my relationship with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. This is the next step that we're wanting to take and yeah. approach it in a gentle way. Really take the time to map out how you're going to talk because I know a lot of the times it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, 100%. saying it in a way um, that you're matter-of-factly doing it and you would be honored to have their support may go over well, you know? Like, because yeah, they don't, don't want ask the for riff. permission. Right. And you know what? With, what what's the follow-up to that? Ask for forgiveness. Yeah. If they wind up not liking it and whatever, and it causes a riff in your relationship, I can guarantee in time that they get over it. Because yeah, like you're, you're not going to like your daughter just because she moved out. And like, it's, a reli- it's a religious thing, right? Uh-huh. So it's like, it'll be rough for them, but they'll get over it. Like in my opinion, like your child, that's unconditional love. If you don't agree with what they're doing, that's fine, but that's their life, you know? So I think, yeah, I think be prepared for their reaction, but I think a conversation... I think ask for the love and the support with what your decision is. That's all we're asking for, though, okay? Yes. You're not asking for permission. You're telling them, I'm going to be moving out with my boyfriend, and I would love to have your love and support. Yes. You can't ask them for permission because I think you. this sounds so exciting for you. You guys look so happy. You guys are financially ready for this next step. And I think it's such an exciting part, especially if you're in your early 20s. Like, fucking live your life. Like, have fun. You can't like, live your it. life for others. No. You know? And I know it's hard because it's your parents, but at the end of the day, you know, you just got to remember, like, they just have different morals, I guess, mm-hmm. and, like, values and the way that they were brought brought up. And you just have to, I guess, keep telling yourself that. Like, you know, like, that's just their way of thinking. They're a different generation, and you just got to accept it and move on and hope that they'll be like, all right, we have a daughter that's 
wasn't grown up in a time that we were and things are different now Mm -hmm. and she doesn't have to live life traditionally and a piece of paper and a ceremony doesn't guarantee everything to work out anyway exactly you know what i'm saying so it's like that mentality there has to be a shift in that like it's outdated yeah there has to be that shift so i really do wish you and your your boyfriend the best of luck i think it's a hard conversation that's gonna be i mean i think it's gonna be a hard conversation but it's a conversation that needs to be had and yeah you know i i i I really hope the best for you. I hope that they support you in your decision to go. Yeah, I hope so too. Just expect, expect the worst so that if it's better, it feels better because the way you've described them that they would really be upset and they don't, they are usually very hard to please and you're anticipating them not being accepting of it. So just know that that is probably what will happen. So if something else happens better, great. Great. Yeah. All right, let's do one more. Okay. Okay, in desperate need of advice. Hello, ladies. In advance, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to read this. As it is long, it truly means a lot. I live in Michigan, and I've been watching your YouTube channel since before the apartment remodel. I love your podcast and all the great things you and Jerry talk about. I wanted to reach out and get some advice from you guys. I'm sorry if it gets a little long. So I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years, and in the beginning, everything was great, as every relationship usually is. He lives with his dad, and for the first two years, I have cooked and cleaned for him and his dad every day. I have helped them a lot whenever they need. As time went on, I started to get a bit annoyed and worried because every time we were going to the store for dinner, both him and his dad, every time, would talk about not having much money even though they had money the whole time, and I found that out later. Me being the good good person I am would always be the one to end up buying. Mm. Then we got to the point where he would call me names, make fun of me as far as the things I cannot control, from my skin to calling me fat, and he constantly, still to this day, makes comments every time I say I'm hungry, and I don't even eat that much, and I'm a healthy weight. And I, for some reason, just disregard it. I'm not sure why. Is that the boyfriend or the dad? I would think the boyfriend. Okay. Oh, God, if it was the dad. I I mean, not that it's better that it's the boyfriend, but yeah. That's even more out of pocket. Okay, then one night we went to, he went through my phone. And of course, he did not find anything because I would never cheat on someone. So I asked to go through his phone, which is, Never something I would normally do. And he told me, yes, as he laughed and said, I would not find anything. So I did. And he clearly does not delete his deleted chats and Facebook messenger. And that's when I found out that he was talking to other girls throughout our relationship. We broke up for a few months. And in the meantime, he texted me constantly as I was trying to avoid him. And he was accusing me of being with another guy, another guy while we were broken up which I was not, and he would never leave me alone. I was so dumb to fall back into the relationship and his games, and it turns out he was the one sleeping with someone else while we were not together, which is fine because we weren't together, but it's the point of being accused once again while he was the one doing it. He told me he would change and be nicer, and I fell for it. Since I've been back with him, I can see a change as he will pay for things now, and we've been getting along better. And when we, 
better than ever, that better than we ever were. But lately, he's been calling me a bitch, and he calls me a dumbass, and <laughs> oh makes me feel so God. low. When we fight or argue, and I tell him I'm leaving, he never chases after me, and part of me wants him wants him to. And part of me does not at all. I'm not sure what to do or where to go from here because leaving someone is hard, but I don't want to be treated bad. Please help me with any advice you can. Once again, sorry it's so long. Okay, love you. Bye. The audacity of some people to fucking have such a guilty conscience that they put it on you that you're doing something wrong <laughs> and then you guys break up and then they fucking... They, like call you names meanwhile you're being so fucking nice like yeah okay talk about gaslighting for real right it's like oh my god you're cheating on me you're, you're doing, doing this, this. you're he's doing, doing that meanwhile yeah. he's the one that's doing it the whole time Goodbye. the fact that you he, he lived with his dad you would go to their house you would cook and clean for them every damn day and have to buy the food that they're eating just play him megan trainer i am your mother <laughs> I am your mother. You listen to me. I can't. Stop all that mansplaining. No one's listening. I really am very sorry for you. I would. Fuck that guy. um, He sucks. Yeah. I would just dump him. Goodbye. And block him. And do yourself better because you deserve it better. You deserve somebody who's going to give you respect. Not like be a half-assed like, oh, I see a little change. He's being a little nicer. But then he calls you a dumbass and a bitch. Like, what? Like, again, like, don't settle. Like, you deserve better. Goodbye. Yes. Adios. Sayonara. Bye-bye. Again, what are you losing? (laughs) What you losing? Nothing. Goodbye. The extra baggage of him. You're losing a guy fucking messaging other women and having sex with other women and then accusing you of doing that because he's guilty about the shit that he's done, so he wants to put his blame on someone else. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Ciao, sayonara. And the fact that you that when you, like, threaten to leave, he doesn't even bother with, uh, oh, don't, can we talk? Like, the fact that he doesn't give you that, quote-unquote, chase that speaks volumes, you know? You you want to be in a relationship. Not that you should threaten to leave a relationship because I don't really believe in that either, but if you are going through hard times in a relationship, he doesn't want to hear you out. You threaten to leave the relationship and he's like, okay, bye. Then go, you know? Bye. You need to be worth fighting for in a relationship. If you're not worth fighting for in a relationship, that's not the relationship for you. And you don't need to be someone's mother. I am not your mommy. Oh, yeah. Cooking and cleaning. For your father, oh, too? No. And he doesn't even fucking no. appreciate that? No. Bye. No, no, no. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming here on a Monday. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And we can't wait to talk to you all on Thursday. Okay. okay love, love you. Bye. bye.